Finances can be complicated, but they don't have to be. I break down financial topics that may seem complex and overwhelming so you can start taking action on your financial goals. I'm Ari Talbot, and it all starts here on Personal Finance Redefined. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Um, it is Monday, which means there's another episode, and if you're enjoying this, um, please, please, Go ahead and rate, review, subscribe, like, all of that good stuff. Uh, The more people that can listen to it, the more questions that come. And the more questions that come, the more I really get to know what is you're looking for most help on. So that's why I love doing this, and I just want to say I appreciate it. It's it's fun. It's almost created a little community, like I've said before, where a bunch of people are – answering questions and a lot of them some comments i'll receive are just i didn't even think about this question it's almost a you don't know what you don't know so either way really appreciate all of that and today's episode another listener question how does the stock market work so oftentimes people ask me isn't the stock market extremely risky isn't this just gambling with our money is there a chance we could lose most of our money shouldn't we just play it safe These are all questions that prospects as well as clients I have have asked me. So these questions I get over and over, and it makes perfect sense until you take a step back. But without looking under the hood, yes, it is scary. It's scary because you ultimately don't know what your money is being invested in and where it's going. So when your money's at the bank, you can see it. It is safe. You can say, hey, go get me my 20000 I just put in. Well, they can give it right back to you. It, there's a security and a safety with that. Now, there's also a risk that I'll talk about down the line of purchasing power and how inflation plays a role. But first, before I get into any of that stuff, what is the stock market and how does it work? Let's keep it simple. Well, I'll answer that in a second because first we need to know why are we investing? People hear me talk about this a lot. We're not investing because we want to just take risk for risk's sake. We invest because there are goals we want to achieve. That might be buying a new home. That might be investing in graduate school. That might be buying a second home. That might be retiring early, traveling the world. Whatever it is you want to do, the way I view money and the way I explain it to my clients is that money's just a tool. It's a tool that allows you to do the things you love, and it's about using the stock market and working with it not against it, to achieve those goals. Okay, so now I promise I would talk about the stock market, what it is, and how it works. If I had one sentence to describe it, here it is. The stock market is truly the only place where anyone, now I mean anyone, can invest passively, yes, passively, in human ingenuity. I'll say it again. The stock market is truly the only place where anyone, I mean anyone, can invest passively, yes, passively, in human ingenuity. So when you're investing in the stock market, what that means is you're betting on the future being better than today. So stocks are a way to ride the waves of intelligent people and businesses as they continue to innovate and grow. I know it's broad, but buying shares in the stock market is simply owning a slice of the business world. It doesn't require that you attend meetings or a set of hours a week on analysis or anything like that. That's why when I say, yes, passively, truly passively, you're not attending meetings. There's no work involved on your end. This is why the world and people talk about the stock market. You earn money by doing nothing more than holding onto these stocks. It's rare there's a place where you can earn passive income while doing no work whatsoever. For those that argue, well, what if I don't think the market will go higher? What if I think the future isn't as bright as today and life will get worse? 
Well, what I say to that is if global stock markets don't go up over the long term, there's going to be much bigger problems on your hands than your account balance. Um, at that point, we would be in some deep, deep trouble uh, as a world. So think of the stock market and the casino as opposites. What I want you invite you to just imagine a casino. With that casino, think about someone sitting there. The longer that person plays, the greater the odds that that person's going to lose. Because the only reason that Las Vegas exists in casinos is because the house wins on probability. Think of the stock market as the exact opposite. With the stock market, the longer that you're invested, the more what's known as time horizon you have. Let's say I'm 20 years old and I'm not going to retire till 65. Well, that's going to mean you're in a much better position at seeing a positive outcome than as if you had a short-term goal. Here's an example of that. Let's say you're at the casino and you're sitting there for a long, long, long time and all of a sudden you've been there for so long and you think you're going to win your money back. Well, the more you keep playing, the odds are just not with you. They are against you. And that's how Las Vegas and casinos stay in business and become profitable. The stock market's the opposite, meaning if you have a short-term goal and you say, you know what, I just don't know if I should invest. Well, it might be risky. Now, it depends on the ways that you do invest, but what you want to understand is what is your time horizon. So here's one way to think about it. How do you receive positive income? Sorry, positive outcomes. Positive outcomes, I'm thinking about income already. Um, income is how we're going to want to be generating in the future from our investments, but let's think about positive outcomes for a second. Is it just magic? Well, no, you're smart enough to know there's no such thing as a free lunch. So how, when you're investing, are you able to get great returns over the long term? Well, there's a price that you pay, and the price is ups and downs that come along with investing. Meaning, if the stock market was consistent every single year and it was great, there would be no risk. And if there's no risk, there's no return. And so here's one stat to think about. Let's say you have $10,000 and you invested in the S&P 500. Well, the S&P 500, the 500 largest companies in the U.S., technically 505. But if you had $10,000 and you invested it in the S&P 500, well, let's say you did that in 1960. Well, if you did that in 1960, that today would be worth $3.4 million. Let's say you did that in 1970. It, that $10,000 would be worth one6 Let's say you did it in 1980. It would be worth $918,000. let us say you did it in 1990, $182,000. Now, I promise, stick with me here. These two numbers are going to stand out. Let's say you invested $10,000 in 2000, so about 20 years ago. Well, that $10,000 would turn into $34,200. That's $24,000 of growth. Pretty good. Well, now, let's say you put $10,000 in, and all of a sudden, it's Let's say you put that in in 2010. So not 2000, but 2010. It would be worth 37,600. I know sometimes it's hard to follow on audio, but just what that means, and if you saw it visually, it would be easier. What that means is if you put $10,000 in, in 2010, you would have more money today than if you put money in in year 2000. That's right. From 2000 to 2010, the average return of the S&P 500 was negative 1.3%. Over 10 years, 2000 to 2010, 
you lost money, which means if someone invested for those 10 years and at those exact times, which I know is uh, very inaccurate, and <laughs> but let's just for example's sake say that you invested from 2000 to 2010, people would go, well, I hate the stock market. I lost on average 1.3%, which means there were years it went up and years it went down, but over 10 years, the stock market lost money. And so what you want to think about is that when you're investing, what are your goals? Because if you think you might want to go into a home in the short term, well, investing those funds aggressively might make not make a whole lot of sense because you're subjecting yourself to the risk of that funds being depleted. Not fully, but you're you're risking it going down a significant amount. Now, once again, that depends on the way you're being invested. You can invest very conservatively, and you can invest very aggressively or anywhere in between, and that all depends on your goals. So, just ignoring the effects of fees and taxes and trading costs, all that here. But the point remains that over the long haul, you can see ten thousand dollars in nineteen sixties became three point five million, and ten thousand dollars in nineteen seventy became one point six million. That's a two million dollar difference. Now that just depends on when you invest it. A lot of it's going to be luck and fortune of when you do invest. But what happens? is that there's a lot of people who say, well, I want to try to time the market. I want to get in. Right now, it seems like the market's really hot. Well, yes, it is hot. But the reason that we do invest is because we continue to believe the stock market will hit new all-time highs. And if anyone could time it, well, then great. But that isn't the case. So what about the idea, Ari, of losing all the money? Can that happen? Yes, but as with anything, but the people that lose all their money, it's not people that are investing in a diversified strategy. It's the people that lose all their money because they put all of it into a few single stocks. Think about it like this. If you put all your money in Blockbuster, if you're old enough to even remember that name, Blockbuster, um, that might show my age there, there's a large chance you don't have much left. And this is where you hear about diversifying and owning thousands of stocks to ensure if there is a blockbuster in there, you aren't impacted heavily by it. So how do you get these returns? You have discipline. Stocks can rip your heart over the short term. You can't reasonably expect to earn gains if you don't expose yourself to outsized losses. Now, you can have what I like to call complete peace of mind if you are invested appropriately for different goals. If you're going to invest in the short term, let's say in the next three years, let's not subject those assets to being invested because there's a chance that that goes down. And if you want to buy your dream home, you don't want to have the, the stock market dictate your ability to do so. Now, at the same time, you don't want to erode yourself. And what I mean by that is erode your money purchasing power. As inflation rises and we just sit on the sidelines, all of a sudden our money is losing value. Well, investing is the best way to combat that. The reason that stocks earn higher returns than bonds or cash over time is because there are periods of excruciating losses. So $1 growing into 2000 sounds amazing until you realize the fluctuations it took to get there. The stock market goes up a lot over the long term because sometimes it can go down by a lot over the short term. So the stock market, it's fueled by differences in opinions, goals, time horizons, and personalities over the short term. And it's fueled by fundamentals over the long term. At times, this means stocks overshoot to the upside and they go higher than fundamentals would dictate. Other times, stocks overshoot to the downside and they go lower than fundamentals would dictate. 
the biggest reason for this is because people can lose their minds when they come together as a group. As long as the markets are made up of human decisions, it's always going to be like this, in my opinion. Think about how crazy fans can get when their team wins, loses, or gets screwed over by the referees. These same emotions are at work when money is involved. And so when viewing money, think of your money in different buckets. There's short-term goals, there's medium-term, there's long-term, and it's really about understanding what are your goals and how should I invest appropriately for each of them. Now there's tax implications and there's estate planning and all of this other great stuff that comes along with financial planning, but just in terms of how does the stock market work, and that's just taking the S&P 500, it's not taking into account international markets and small companies and real estate and all of these other various beautiful parts of the market, that's just a framework on how does the stock market even work. Well, keep answer keep 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 please asking these questions and I'll keep answering them. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Personal Finance Redefined Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know if there's anything in particular you would like me to discuss by submitting a question at personalfinanceredefined.co. That's personalfinanceredefined.co. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, quick disclaimer here. Please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.